down in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 13. We're going to read verses 30 to 33. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject of giants and grasshoppers. Giants and grasshoppers. Numbers chapter 13. We're jumping into verse 30. This is where they went in to check out the promised land. To find out what it was like. They came back with their report. And I'll share more about that in a moment. But let me jump in at verse 30. Where Caleb said these words, he silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our eyes and we look the same to them. Lord, I, I pray that from this text, from this passage, that we that we would glean something from these words that we could take with us, not just for the next few days, but for the rest of our lives. I pray, God, for transformation, total life transformation. For God, there are these moments in time when they're almost suspended. They're transformational moments where we can discover that there's a brand new direction for us to take, a brand new view of ourselves. And God, I pray that for my brothers and sisters this morning. I just want the Holy Spirit to do something rich and powerful among us. Amen. <clears throat> you may be seated. This story that, that I just referred to, the promised land experience, the exploration, takes me back to a kid in Sunday school many, many years ago. We, we sang about this particular story. We sang about the 12 men that, that went to Canaan's land. We sang about the 10 of them that were bad and two were good. And I, I forget the rest of how the chorus goes that we sang, but I remember singing it together. Ten were bad, two were good. Ten were pessimists and two were optimists. Ten did not have a clue that they were king's kids. Ten didn't have a clue that greater is he that's in them than he that is in the world. Ten didn't have a clue that nothing shall be impossible with God. It never entered their mind that God could do something incredible and remarkable in this particular case. While we're on vacation, we didn't go far this year just to Fargo to spend some money. My wife spent the money. And I remember coming back, we, we stopped in. Actually, there's another story. I'm ahead of myself. I, I, while we were in Fargo, there was a story that came on TV regarding boxer Mike Tyson. I've always been intrigued with the life of Mike Tyson, the boxer. I love watching boxing. And, and he, 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 he rose to fame in such a quick, quick time. 
And so when the story came on about Mike's life, I said, I'm going to watch this story. It was about an hour long. And I, one of the things that was said stuck in my mind. As Mike was rising to the top of his game, someone said these words to Mike. Mike, he said, the only person that can defeat you is yourself. The only person that can defeat you is yourself. Now, we'd go on to watch his demise. We'd go on to watch as his public life was displayed. And the only person, really, that knocked him out first was himself. The old flesh. The old flesh. We're pretty good in one way or another at bringing defeat upon ourselves. The flesh is a terrible taskmaster. The flesh, if we give way to it, can cause us to say things, to do things, to feel things, to to speak things that would not be what God would want. Sometimes we're pretty good at knocking ourselves out. Pretty good at feeling we're defeated. Pretty good at letting things come in to control us and cause us to fall and to fumble. Oh, this little Sunday school children's chorus or song and the chorus that we used to sing It's so rich that it may be a little story that they may still sing in the lower auditorium, but it's so rich and so deep in truth that this morning, if we can just grab onto the principles of this teaching that I'll share and apply it to our lives, we will never see ourselves the same way again. I believe that we can be transformed. We will be changed. We'll be overcomers. We'll be living as kids of the kingdom. We'll be living as conquerors. We'll be living as victors instead of victims. Why live as a victim? And God says, I want you to be victorious. And so God told Moses, Numbers chapter 13, verse 1, very, very simple thing I want you to do. Choose one person from every tribe, and I want you to go and send them to check out the promised land. God said, I've already given it to them. They really already have possession. I've promised it to them. That's why it's called the promised land. It's yours. But I just want you to go and check things out. Three things for them to check out. Number one, what kind of land was it? Look at the land. Was it good, bad, fat, lean, wooded, or barren? And secondly, while you're there, I want you to check out the people that inhabit the promised land. Strong, were they weak? Many, were they few, were they big, were they little, were they plump, (laughs) were they slim, or were they short like me? Check them out. What kind of people live there? And then thirdly, what kind of cities? Check out the cities. Are the cities walled or are they open? This was not a study to determine if they're capable of taking the land or not. It was not about that at all. It was already theirs, but... As I read this account and read about the promises found in God's word regarding this land, this was meant to be an exploration of excitement. Oh, this was meant to be a sightseeing trip to see what God was going to give them. This was meant to be a miracle walk to sense that this is going to be possible through the power of God. This was supposed to be a possession walk. Oh, this is going to be ours My feet, as I walk upon this soil, it's going to be ours. It was to generate great excitement and motivation. Oh, it was supposed to be meant to be a wow factor walk. 
I can't wait to see how God is going to give us this land. Because in ourselves, we can't do it, but we know that God can do all things. And so this was the kind of walk it was supposed to be. A walk that is thrilling. A walk that, that would say, wow, this is what God is giving us. So off they go to have a look and sample this promised land. In one place, the Bible says they chopped down a cluster of grapes. It's so large, it takes two men to carry it. Again, I go back to the Sunday school flannel board. When my teacher would throw on the flannel board the pictures of the grapes and the long pole and, and two of them carrying it. Oh, it was luscious. So at the end of their exploration, they returned to Moses with their report. Oh, they said it was just like heaven. Land flowing with milk and honey. And check out these grapes. Sample these grapes. Taste these grapes. They're great. Luscious, just like those nice big red strawberries that come from the Newdorf's Yupik that I had a couple of weeks ago. Large, luscious. Check them out. Eat these strawberries. Eat these grapes. You'll love them. Just like heaven. Put a little cream in there, a little sugar. Stir it around. Eat them up. Oh, they, they had a great... It was great when they talked about that. But then something changed. Then something happened. When they moved from the fruit of the land to the people of the land, ten of them began to tremble and fear and shake. Oh, the enemy loves to do that to us, doesn't he? He loves to make you fearful. He loves to cause you to tremble and to shake. He loves to cause you to be afraid. He loves it. So they said the people are, they're strong. The land is good. The grapes are good. The produce is great. But the people there, they're strong and they're powerful. They said, we saw the sons of Anak. And he said, they're giants. Big people. They eat nails and they spit fire. We ran one time and, and when they were outside and we ran in and got one of their dinner forks. These guys are big. These guys are big and picture one of these by the, their dinner plate. This is how big they were. This is their dinner fork. And they wanted to make sure that they got the evidence. This is what we're facing. These humongous giants. I love what Caleb says at this point. As all the people are beginning to stir and to tremble in fear and moaning, here's what Caleb's, he says, silent. I see the dinner fork. I see and I hear what you're saying. I saw those guys too. I was with you. Silent. He said, we can go up and we can take them. We can take the land. We, we can do this thing. It was almost like he didn't hear what the other ten had said. It's almost like he didn't see what the others saw, but he did. It's almost like he was willing to trust God. There's something. It's almost like he was willing to say, let's put it in God's hands. Let's see what God will do. 
That's a novel thing. I wonder where are the Caleb's today? Where are the Caleb's today? Every church needs a Caleb. Every church needs a Caleb. Every family needs a Caleb. Every mission trip needs a Caleb. And I'm sure that on Ruth's mystery trip today, that there's some Caleb's in there. Some strong ones that says, we can do things. We can do this. We can trek through that mountain, wherever they're going to the mountain. Every new ministry needs a Caleb. Every new challenge needs a Caleb. Someone that will say, rise to the occasion and say, we can do this thing. We can take the land. We can overcome. We can get through this. But these other members of the promised land tour group wouldn't listen to Caleb. Wouldn't listen to what he had to say. The Bible says, he who has an ear, let him hear. It's always good to open up your ears and to hear what's being said because we're all struck with fear at times. Every one of us know what it's like to face the reality of shaking and trembling because of what we see or what we experience at times. Life does this to us. But where are the people that will be great listeners? Sometimes fear can get such a grip on us that we we forget that we have ears and we don't hear what anybody's trying to say to us to encourage us, to help us, and to liberate us and get us free. We're so afraid and so tied up. Where are the people today that are good listeners who will hear the Caleb reports? People that will hear that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. That's what his word says. Someone dare read that to us. We got to hear it and abide by it. Where are the people who will hear greater, greater is he that's in you. Greater than he that's in the world. He's greater than your mountain. He's greater than the, the obstacle in front of you. He's greater than the greatest giant on the face of this earth. The sons of Anak. Greater. I was in Starbucks. Coming back from Fargo two weeks. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now. Dropped in there for a cup of coffee. Always takes me a long time. Get a cup of coffee. I always, my wife just looks at me. I mean, everything's, a, you know, it's a big scene. It's not just get a coffee. It's, oh, the selection. Do you want, and I know they just look at me and say, oh, this, put up with me. My wife just kind of steps away. So I, I get my grand or tall, whatever it is. Why don't they just say small, medium, and large? Please. Make it simple for me. But I said, there's a grande, do I want a tallie, do I want a shorty? I don't know, I just want some coffee. Then do you want what the host the brand of today? I want some coffee. But then, but then here they go, oh, I know I'm getting off, but this is good. I leave the, I leave the counter, and then I got to go and put all the stuff in, this cinnamon stuff, this honey. There. So people wait for me. The other people get their coffee, and I'm still at the table putting the ingredients in. Then I got to taste it. Okay, now back to what I was originally going to say. While I was doing this at the table, I heard. Now, it's pretty, pretty easy to hear people conversing together. I heard a Caleb. So I'm taking my time here because I want to hear the story. No, no. 
put my ingredients and my cinnamon and my honey and all this stuff and taste it. Here's a Caleb speaking into someone else's life. There was two ladies. This lady speaking into someone's life saying, you can do it. God is bigger than your problems and you can overcome. And I want to say, yes, 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 go for it. But I didn't want them to think that I was, I, I couldn't help it. I got ears and they're open and I could hear what they were saying. But she was weeping. The other lady was weeping and crying. And this Caleb was just pouring into her life. Every situation needs a Caleb. Everybody needs a Caleb. Someone will come by and say, you can do this thing. You can slay that mountain You can, or that giant. You can get over that mountaintop. And I just hope that this lady was a good listener. Ears to hear. And we get up from that table and say, yes, I can take the giant. Yes, I can move on. Every one of us here stood up and cheered for her in the Starbucks. But I had to go by like this just to get that picture and look the faces. But I wanted to say to her, yes, you can do it. But, you know, shy little me. Where was that in here anyways? Yeah. So the Starbucks. I just have a Starbucks thing here. Then... These others in the promised land tour group, they they, they weren't good listeners. Not good listeners at all. In fact, they they took their bad report. And I want you to get this picture with me this morning. They took their bad report and they spread it among the Israelites. And they tainted the whole camp. One bad apple, the Osmond sang, can spoil the whole bunch. Girl, I think it's in there. They tainted everything instead of making them feel, yeah, 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 rah, rah. Oh, no, 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 no. Tainted everything. Because they're bad report. Notice what happened when these other ten spoke the bad report and fed on it. What it did was it just compounded and it got worse and worse. It got worse as they told it. So they fed it. They fed it and it just got worse. Now they say the land we saw devours those people living in it. And they said all the people, I didn't read that all the people were giants. I don't read that in there. There were some giants there, but now they're saying they're all giants. And the land there, it devours everyone. It gets worse, 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 negative, 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 negative. It's like a bad weed growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger and just taking over everything. And it's going to be the worst when they get to this point. And we seem like, where did that come from? Grasshoppers. Where did that ever... It didn't come from God. So it got worse. All their land devouring people and big giants everywhere. And, and we just felt like a grasshopper. Grasshopper mentality. You ever seen a grasshopper close up? I got a picture for you. Man, aren't they ugly? And they said, we, do you see yourself as a grasshopper? I hope you don't. I don't see grasshoppers here today. But they're ugly. They got bony legs. They don't look very cute. They're going nowhere. They got no future. They're little. Nothing pleasing about them at all. What do we do with grasshoppers? That's all we do. And so we seem like grasshoppers. So just step on us. Just step on us like a tomato, little tomato. My dog goes out and finds grasshoppers. Chews them up and just spits them out. And so these are saying, that's what we're like. 
They're calling themselves grasshoppers. Someone should have stood up and they was like, I'm no grasshopper. Remember one time many years ago, I was having a Bible study in our first church and the Bible, living Bible somewhere says that we're puny. I don't know where it says. Some scripture, some guy stood up and Bible said, I'm no puny person. Said, That's what you think. No, I didn't say that. So they saw themselves as grasshoppers. No purpose, no future. The report was that we as God's chosen people, you know, God, the one who made the universe, the one who made the sun and the moon stand still, the one who put life into our bodies, the one who formed us, the God who parted the Red Sea, God who brought water out of a rock, God who brought down the walls of Jericho, we, as God's chosen people, are nothing but grasshoppers. There's something wrong with that kind of thinking. Stinking thinking, someone said. Are you going to listen to that report? As God's people, I'm a grasshopper. I'm here to tell you, you shouldn't. Now, feed the negative. And, and as I said before, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And not only did they say that God's people were grasshoppers, but now they go a little step further. And they say that, and, and by the way, they said the giants saw us as grasshoppers too. Getting worse, getting worse. I want to know, how did they know that? Well, they must have went up to one of the giants and said, we feel like grasshoppers in your sight. What do you think? What do you think they're going to say? You are a grasshopper and sure they are. I'll tell you what they did. Well, maybe they just want a confirmation. Feel like a grasshopper? What do you think? That's what I thought. I am a grasshopper. Here's what they did. They, they gave the enemy power over them. They just released and gave the po- power to the enemy. That's God's people. They placed themselves under the power of the giants. You're just a speed bump. You're just a blip on my radar screen, the enemy says to the grasshoppers. You're just like a little mosquito. Dead. Gone. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 5 says, When men are afraid of heights and dangers in the streets, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags himself along and and desire no longer is stirred, then man goes to his eternal home and mourners go into the streets. What this is basically saying is that a grasshopper is likened to a weakened man creeping painfully to his death. I don't want to be no grasshopper. I don't want to see myself as a grasshopper. Um, and I know that God doesn't see me as a grasshopper. But I'm afraid that too many of God's people are living with grasshopper mentality. Many are living in a defeated state every day. They see themselves. They see the giants and then they see themselves as grasshoppers against that big giant. And it's because at some point, at some place, we have listened to a bad report. Bad reports come to us all the time. We listen to a bad report. Maybe it's from our parents. You can't be anybody. You can't do anything. And so we started thinking at a young age, grasshopper, grasshopper. Maybe we heard a bad report from our boss. Our boss says, you can't function. You can't do the job. You're no good. 
Grasshopper, grasshopper, that's what I am. Maybe from a so-called friend that you put your trust in and, and they said something to you that caused you to feel so defeated, they hurt you. And you, you took that personally. You heard the bad report, listened to the bad report, and began to live according to the bad report. Grasshopper, grasshopper, that's what I am. Did you know hurting people hurt people? Maybe somebody came up to you and hurt you because they were hurting. And they, they just wanted to see you hurt. And so they began to throw a bad report in your face. And you heard it, you listened to it, and you felt like grasshopper, grasshopper. We believe a lie, and then we run with it, and it puts our lives in shackles and knots, and we never reach the potential God has for his people. And the devil loves it. If I can just make them think grasshopper, if I can just make them think useless, if I can just make them think that these giants are so much larger, and they are, and they'll defeat you, but they don't have to. If I can just make them see that, I will seize the church. I will seize Ministry. I will seize missions in the church. I will seize church growth. Oh, yeah. He loves to have the family of God think that they're grasshoppers. Bad report. Sometimes the report comes from way down deep inside of ourselves. We try a ministry and it fails. Grasshopper, grasshopper. I'll never do that again. Or you take a stab at teaching and somehow it doesn't work for you. And we just think, I, I'm, I'm useless. We just start pouring it on. Put that picture up there again. Can you go back? I want you to see that because I don't want you to ever see yourself that way. I, 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 take a good look at it. Don't live grasshopper mentality. Because that's what you're saying you are. And you're not. So we make a commitment to follow Christ and we mess up. We fall off the wagon, make a mistake. Grasshopper, grasshopper, grasshopper. That's what you're saying you are. And you're not. Oh, we lose the battle and we... Oh, I lost the battle and... Grasshopper, 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 grasshopper. That's what I am. Finished. We fail a class in university. Grasshopper, grasshopper. We try to pastor a church, and the church closes. Anybody had that happen to them here? Oh, I did. I raised my hand. That was me. My first church. I go all full of gusto, and I can do this. A year and a half later, the district superintendent says, we're going to put a padlock on the door, shut her down. It's not going nowhere. You know what I thought. I did. I suffered with grasshopper mentality for a short time. Oh, I wallowed in it, beat myself up, said, I can't do nothing. You'll never be anything. You'll never pastor a church you can't get through. Everything you tried, failed. You worked hard, got you nowhere. What are you? The enemy tried to tell me, you're a grasshopper. I'm a giant. You're a grasshopper. End of ministry. It's all over. Mosquito, gone. Yeah, I did. I suffered for a bit. But it wasn't for long. I began to realize I am not a grasshopper. I began to see, no, God has potential for me. Now, I wasn't knowing it was in myself, but I said, God can do something with this life. 
My first church might have closed, but God is greater. And 28 years later, I'm still in ministry. I'm going to give myself a hand clap. And I want to say the same thing to you. You can rebound. You can turn around. So what if you fall into the pit? So what if you fall into a hole? Look up to God. God is bigger. So what if you feel like that this morning? You don't have to leave the church feeling that way. You can get up and say, I got a great future. There's a great ministry just cooking for me in the fall. I may have made a mistake last year, but this year I'm going back again. I'm going to sing in the singing Christmas tree. I'm going to be involved in EAL. I'm going to be involved in kids church. I'm going to see the kingdom of God advance because I'm going to see something better than a grasshopper. Well, that was the report. Negative got worse, worse, worse. Too many of us suffer with that grasshopper mentality. And we fall. I'll tell you something else the enemy loves. If every morning we get up, take a look in the mirror. He loves it when you look in that mirror. Oh, you're a nice looking young man. Nice people. Take a look at yourself. Do you see yourself? Do you see any grasshoppers? No. I gotta go slower. But the enemy loves for you to get up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, I see a grasshopper. If he can have you get up every day and feel like a grasshopper, he's got you. He's got you for the day. All day long, all you'll think is what I can't do, what I can't do, what I can't do, what I can't do. I see no grasshoppers in this church. None whatsoever. God sees no grasshoppers. We're always going to be battling with the bad reports. We're all going to hear them from time to time. Words are powerful. The Bible says words can bring life or words can bring death. Power of the tongue. But I pray today that you hear what I'm saying and say, these words I heard this morning tell me I'm not a grasshopper. And I agree with that because it's found in the Word of God. God sees me as a brand new creation. That's what the Bible says. What do you see yourself as? If David was thinking grasshopper, he never would have taken down that giant. Little David, but that big man. Down he went. And if Elijah was thinking grasshopper, he never would have entered that contest with the prophets of Baal. Man, he was so bold, wasn't he? Now, I know Elijah had his struggles, as we all do. But man, he was bold. But if he saw himself as a grasshopper, he would have ran from Mount Carmel. But he said, no, no, no. I don't see myself as that. If the 120 in the upper room were thinking grasshopper, they never would have left the upper room and went out and began to change their known world. They would have stayed in the upper room. They'd have hid themselves, but they couldn't. There's so much power in that room, it had to be released. And they went out, not of their own accord, but through the strength and power of God Almighty. But if they would have saw themselves as grasshopper, 
they never would have changed their world. What if Paul, what if Paul would have saw himself as a grasshopper? He, if he saw himself as a grasshopper, he never would have been able to write 2 Timothy chapter 4 where he said, I fought a good fight. I fought hard. Henceforth, there's later for me a crown of righteousness, not for me only, but for all those who love his appearing. He would have been on to, he never would have wrote those encouraging words to Timothy. No, if Paul would have saw himself as a grasshopper, he never would have said these words. And to the Philippian church in chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. Never would have wrote it. But because he didn't see himself as a grasshopper, but he saw himself as a king's kid, as the one that had the image of God stamped on him. He was an overcomer. Years ago, I used to hear a lot of, maybe a lot of you know her, Pam Thumb. And she's a Christian singer. I'll never forget what she said one time. She said, I am a thumb buddy. Don't you just love that? It's so cute. But it stays with me. And then she took that further, I think, to develop it. But I'm a thumb buddy. And I want you to know that you're a thumb buddy today. Somebody that God can use. Why don't you go out this week and take down a giant? Don't be like that or see yourself as a little grasshopper. There's another song that I've heard many years ago. It said, I'm a promise. I'm a possibility. I'm a great big, I think it's bunch, of potentiality. I am a promise. I am a possibility. What are you going to do with it? Would you hear this report this morning, this good report? Would you allow this report you've heard this morning overrun the other bad reports that you hear? Would you take this and go with it? See yourself the way God sees you. Stand with me. I really believe God has spoken to people's lives this morning. I really believe that someone's week is going to be different than it was last week. Not just someone's week, but someone's life. Because the Word of God brings transformation. It never returns void. But it always finds a place. And may we open up this morning and listen and read and then be a doer. Now, if you're here this morning, you say, I could use someone to assist me in praying. I'm struggling. i got some issues. And I want this week to be different than last week. And I need the support of the church. It's not just a church we want to attend, but it's a church family. Maybe you're here say, I need the support. I need people to gather around me and agree with me that I'm not going to have a grasshopper week, but I'm going to have a victorious week. Then as worship team leaders, why don't you just step out on the aisle and just come down. And uh, prayer teams, I want you to be the first ones to come out, to come down here and get ready to meet people and pray with them. Lift them up. Let's agree together.
Let's support each other. Let's care for each other. Let's see each other move forward to victory. In the name of Jesus. Take us to the cross. And God, give us a picture at the cross where Jesus died, taken to a tomb. Also, take us to the tomb. The tomb is empty. Out from the grave, he arose, triumphant, and he gives us victory as well. 
God, I pray you give us an incredible week. I pray there'll be testimonies, testimonies to be shared in the upcoming weeks because of seeing themselves the way God sees them. I pray for miracles, God. I pray for land to be possessed and taken and conquered. I pray, God, for giants to fall down. I pray, God, for miracles to happen. I pray, God, for signs and wonders. I pray, God, for physical healings to happen, Lord, as we believe that the blood of Jesus Christ not only saves us from sin, but heals our bodies. I pray, God, for great stories to be shared out of this upcoming week. We give you praise for what you've done this morning, what you will continue to do. do. Amen. Amen.